You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Merry Christmas, Jays fans, and welcome to a new edition of the 1620 to Jays podcast presented by Barry Law. I'm John Bishop, and alongside Josh Peterson and Connor Happer, we take you around Creighton Athletics each and every week. You, of course, can download this podcast right here from 1620thezone.com or just search for 1620 to Jays where you download your favorite podcasts. Coming up on this week's show, it'll be a men's basketball edition as the Jays finally end their long losing streak. We will hear from Frederick King, who of course has been uh, central for the Jays in the loss of Ryan Kalkbrenner. But then just in time for Christmas, Kalkbrenner was back. And we will hear from Big Ryan after the Jays ended their losing streak by defeating Butler 78-56. to We will also hear from Baylor Shireman, who was our player of the game. The 1620 The Jays podcast is presented by Barry Law. Your most important assets are your body, your mind, and your future. When those are jeopardized by an injury that isn't your fault, you need to fight back and regain your life. Call Barry Law at 402-999-7777 or visit barrylawfirm.com. At Barry Law, we help defend the rights of those in need. At Barry Law, we are in it to win it. And now, here is Josh Peterson. John, thank you so much. We welcome onto the pod this week uh, a reigning Big East freshman of the week. It is Frederick King from the Creighton men's basketball team. Frederick, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you taking the time for us. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. What what has it been like for you in, in these last couple of games as you have seen the uptick in minutes? How are the legs feeling right now? Pretty tired, but I'm so happy just to be getting so much minutes and being there for my teammates. What was that conversation like initially, you know, when you found out for sure that that, that Kalkbrenner was going to be out for a little bit, that you knew that that was going to fall back on you playing more? What was that conversation like with the coach? And I guess maybe how did you approach that mentally? Uh, so the conversation with the coach has been good. It was, like, unreal to me. But, like, the BYU game, like, mentally, I was like, am I going to be, like, ready to be a starter right now? Would I be able to, like, fill in for Kalkbrenner? Like, kind of hard. I was overtaking a lot. And, like, the game after that, that's when my mental state just hit a different spot. I had a dog mentality that I need to be there for my team and be there for Kalkbrenner so we could win. Is it something like, you know, you know, some people, they, they maybe write out goals. Some people, they just, you know, maybe it's a mantra that they have to themselves. Is, is there a certain way that maybe you 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 kind of approached it knowing that th- things were going to be a little bit different for you? I like to talk to people sometimes. Just like find a way that I can be good on the court and stuff and how I can improve. I wonder, you know, as as the the team has has had this losing streak over the last couple of weeks, I, I, I guess how how had you handled that 
Um, and then how do you think that the team is is feeling right now, especially given that there's still so much of the regular season left? Uh, so we're handling it good right now. I mean, it's hard, but every team got their up and down, and we just need to stick together as a team and always be there for each other. That's the only way we can win. Frederick, when you think back to before the season, um, and and I guess even the early part, but especially the off season, what type of impact did you hope to have on the team this year? And I guess as it lived up to that, it probably has maybe exceeded that a little bit lately, just given the uptick in minutes as we talked about. That's a year. I was like, I just want to be there to like do whatever coach want me to do, like give Colk, uh, give Colk like a breather for two minutes, just go in the game, play my hardest. And it changed after it called that sick. And I was, I'm happy that I did so good during those days. As this season has continued on, and now I guess you, you look forward to, to what's coming next. What's that, what's that excitement like as, as you really start ramping up into Big East play? Uh, I'm so excited. Can't wait to play Thursday. And what, what's it going to be like to play on, on that Sunday game? I mean, that should be a whole lot of fun, too, playing on Christmas Day. Yeah, Sunday's going to be crazy. The environment, all the people are going to be there. Can't wait. It should be a, a whole lot of fun. I, I want to go back. Choosing Creighton, you know, as you went through that decision, what, what ultimately led to you becoming a Blue Jay? The coaches. Coach Mack is a great coach. He's so calm. He's just, like, always there for, for people. Like, he's like a dad. And the culture here is so good. And a lot of nice people. What's this weather been like for you? I mean, I mean, I, I I've been living here basically my entire life, and even I'm like, man, I don't know how I do this. What what's it been like for you? Being terrible, nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm holding on strong. <laughs> well, I hope that you got a nice warm coat. Um, I I hope that the year finishes up. Uh, the 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 year 2022 finishes up really well for you, and that you have a great start to 2023, whether it's on the court or away from the court, Frederick King, uh, Big East Freshman of the Week. What what did that mean to you? It, it, before we say goodbye, what, what did it mean to you to, to get that award this week? It means that I'm getting better, and there's always room to be a good player and get better every week. Absolutely. Frederick King joining us on the podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Have a good night. John, back to you. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Creighton Blue Jays got a huge boost three days before Christmas as their junior center Ryan Kalkbrenner returned from his illness in which he missed the last three games. And Kalkbrenner started off a little bit slowly. In fact, his first bucket was a late shot clock three. His second was a mid-range jumper, something we asked Ryan about. You'll hear in just a moment, something we haven't seen ever from Ryan Kalkbrenner. But then he started to get his groove in the second half and scored 13 of his 19 game-high points in the second 20 minutes. As the Blue Jays pulled away from Butler, they outscored the Bulldogs 71 to 40 over the last 32 minutes of basketball. It was a performance that certainly harkened back to the first six games of the season when the Jays looked like the team that had so much expected of him this year. We'll hear from both Ryan Kalkbrenner and our player of the game, Baylor Shireman. Baylor, who went off for 14 on six of nine shooting, but also pulled down eight more rebounds, had four assists and a career-high three blocks to go along with three steals. He was on the floor for basically the first 35 minutes of the game, did not come off the floor until late, and really his energy helped keep the Blue Jays going even after a very sluggish start when they were down 16-7 to early on. So we're going to hear from both Ryan and from Baylor in our post-game interviews from 1620 The Zone and 101.9 The Keg, and we'll start with Ryan Kalkbrenner. It's A, good to see this man walking and smiling. B, it's good to see him healthy. C, it's good to see a win. Ryan Kalkbrenner, how do you feel? I feel great. I was just happy to be back on the court, man. It's just I was in warm-ups and I was like smiling and jumping around because I was just happy to play. At what point, was it sometime this week, at what point did you know I'm ready? Um, I mean... Even like when I found out I was sick, uh, this was like kind of the target game back, but uh, I got to do my first workout non-contact on Saturday and that felt really, really good. And I was like, okay, you can start ramping it up. And as long as I keep feeling better and better, then good to go for today. Ryan, what was the difference for you in the second half compared to the first half? It seemed to be really get yourself going and kind of get your feet back under you and be a little bit more aggressive offensively. I think it was just, you know, a little hesitant coming back at first. You know, I think the... The first like jump hook I made to start that second half, I was like, okay, I, I'm, back. I'm back in it. Because that was your first actual Ryan Kalkbrenner yeah, basket. Not, not the, again, I don't make fun of your three-point shooting. It's good. But is that the first mid-range shot you've ever hit? I thought I would never take a mid-range here in my life. but <laughs> One for one. Yeah, I was hoping. <laughs> it was late to shot clock. Right. Well, it worked out. But, <laughs> but no, it was definitely just getting my feet back underneath me, getting, getting in the flow of things. I probably had a chance to take a few more of those hook shots in the first half and, like, Coach Jalen and Coach Huss were like, you're a lot deeper than you think. Just shoot it. And it worked out well for me. At what point were you not feeling right? There were times, and, you know, you, you see things on social media. You see people make observations. Like, he just doesn't look right. And this was going back to Maui. At what point did you not feel right? Uh, I'd say the first one was the Texas game. I just felt super tired. I, I knew I was, like, a little sick, but I thought it was a cold because everyone had the cold. 
But I was just more tired, and I just assumed we just got done playing three games in three days in Maui and a lot of travel. And I was like, okay, that's just probably what it was. And I was tired again against Nebraska, and then we were like, okay, something's up. And then we figured it out, figured it out, and I just sit down for a little bit, let my body heal. How much did, were you affected by Nebraska? Because a lot of people were kind of stunned at how you know they were able to work on you defensively in that game. Just how how bad did you feel in that game? I mean, you don't have any energy. You're not running the court as well. I mean, I get a lot of, I get a couple of easy buckets by just sealing in transition and running, and I couldn't do that very well. It's easier to push me off my spot when I'm trying to post up. So, you know, I just. Overall, just was not as fun or any of that. Well, it's good to have you back, Ryan. In your first game back, what did you notice from the team focusing on them tonight, especially in the second half? You guys seemed to get a little bit going offensively. Overall, how would you grade your guys' performance? I think we play with a lot more energy and a lot more communication than we have the past six games. And, like, we started off a little slow. They got off to that 16-7 run, and we weren't, we weren't really talking. And in that timeout, we were like, okay, we got to talk, and then that's going to fix everything. And that's what we started doing. And since then, we – about 30 since then mm -hmm. but like that's just what we need to do we need to talk we need to communicate we need to play with energy and I think what led up to that was we had three really really good days of practices leading up to that where we were all practicing hard practicing with energy and it just carried over to this game Manny Bates came in with a pretty good reputation as a shot blocker a rim protector such as yourself and tonight it didn't feel like he had as much of a presence in this game what was he like to play against tonight and uh and and you know how, how do you think you did against him um, I mean, I think early on I let him catch it a little too deep. I mean, he's a really strong dude, and you know, for his game back, it's hard to adjust to that with that strength. But as the game went along, it was, I definitely got uh, more used to his strength and was able to push him out further and uh, so he couldn't get to his shots. But then also on the defensive end, I feel like we kind of neutralized him a little bit because we really got back to playing off two feet around the rim, and we weren't just going in there taking wild shots. We made him have to stay down. and. That does a lot to take away a shot blocker. So I think that was a whole team effort to not let him get going like that. Ryan, it's been a, a month since the last win, and we've only had one home game. Did it feel good to be back home in here? Did feel good to be back home. Done a lot of traveling. It's good to be back playing in front of the home fans. They're always amazing, always loud, even though it's a blizzard outside and people still came. So that's awesome. But it's, just, it's good to be back home and get a win. What was it like just sitting on the end of the bench? I mean, I know how frustrating it must have been. Team's not playing well. You're in the midst of a losing streak, and you feel like, man, if I were out there, I could, I could help things. How, how was that? What was that experience like? It was definitely really, really frustrating, especially because, you know, the BYU and Arizona State game were one, two possession games, and I was like, I know I can make at least a one or two possession difference in a game, but uh, it definitely it gives you a little perspective. Like, when you sit out like that, you can kind of see what's going on on with the team and what things we need to get better at. And you really, really notice that we need to play with more energy. We need to play with more communication. We need a leader on the team. And when you sit out like that, you're kind of forced to see it. So I guess from that perspective, it was good that I saw it, but it was definitely super frustrating sitting on the bench and not being able to do much. Well, uh, normally this is the point where we take the Christmas break, <laughs> but we play on Christmas Day. Do you more. like that? Uh, I mean... I celebrate Christmas with my at my grandma's house on Christmas morning every year. It's the first year I miss it. So from that perspective, it's kind of like, eh, but I mean, how many people get to say they play on Christmas? Uh, that's going to be a really cool experience. It's going to be a really fun home game. And I'm still going to get to go home for a few days afterward and celebrate with my family. So I think it'll be really fun and once in a lifetime experience for that. What, uh, what do you want for Christmas? There's not much I want. I just want to go home and spend some time with my family. I don't get to see them that often, so... I just want to spend time with them. Do you have a request for what's on the dinner table? 
Um, my grandma makes a cinnamon streusel cake, and I hope she makes it. I hope you're listening, Grandma. Cinnamon streusel cake. <laughs> yes. And I, I would also recommend for anyone, for Ryan Stocking, it's called Airborne. There's these gummies that help your immune system. <laughs> They're actually very delicious. They really are. I took a lot of I them before some. we went to Hawaii. I should have been taking them before I went to Hawaii, <laughs> but I should have done. They're called Airborne. They're little orange gummies. They're very good. <laughs> but it's great to see you back yeah. and healthy. Thank it's great you. to see you smiling, too, man. It's, it's been way, way, way too long since we've won one of these. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot more of these coming because I think we're going to get on a roll here. I'm glad we get to talk to this young man because it seems like he's like the designated guy we talk to after losses, and I don't like doing that. I would rather talk to Baylor Sharman after a win. Uh, great line tonight, 14, 8, and 4, and basically you didn't come off the floor for the first 35 minutes of the game. Yep. Yeah, you know, it was uh, nice to get back into the win column, obviously. Um, you know, I thought tonight was our, our best game of the year, to be honest, in terms of just conne connectivity on the, on the floor especially on the defensive end, you know, a lot of people ask about our offense, but I think, you know, when our defense is clicking, that just, it makes offense so much more easier, so. How great was it having Ryan Cockburner back as well, kind of helping out with that defensive end, but also just the connectivity? Yeah, it was, it was, it was so good to have him back. Obviously, we missed him the last three games, and, you know, he just, like you said, he's the anchor on defense, but even on offense, getting things flowing, you know, he's such a cerebral player that, uh, you know, he just really knows where to be on offense, and it kind of makes the floor um, more space at times when we have a big in, and so um, it was it was great to have him back. What was the difference in the first you know six seven minutes versus the rest of the game? They were up sixteen to seven on you. Mac needed to use a timeout. Things looked kind of clunky out there. What changed? Yeah, we know. I think Francisco came in and brought a lot of energy. Did a lot of good little things. I mean, he didn't score, but was plus twenty. So I mean, he did a lot of things well. And, you know, we kind of fed off that. And then, you know, we were kind of dead the first, you know, six or seven minutes when they caught that lead. And we were able to, you know, um, kind of find our juice a little bit and start talking a lot. And once we got stops, we were able to go on offense. You mentioned it was the best game kind of from a connectivity standpoint offensively. What do you think it was led to that, just the ball sharing and aggressiveness, or just love to hear your take on that? Yeah, I think a little bit of that and just defensive-wise. And, you know, we've been practicing really well. I think we had our best three days of practice these last three days. And, you know, the big thing tonight was carryover. You know, we can't practice good like this and then not carry it over to the game. So um, that was big for us. When's the last time you had three blocks? Probably. Uh, that's a great question. Probably high school, if I had to guess. You would, well, I, I don't have your high school stats, but according to this, yeah, you had your, your career high was two. You had two against Denver last year. Okay, yeah, makes sense. I am pretty good. I'll take three blocks. <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's – but I, I thought that was kind of the difference, you know, first half to second half was you guys were really good at the rim. Sure. You, you know, you, you brought a double out on Bates on occasion, got the ball out of his hands, and some of those tougher shots they were making in the first half, yeah. you guys were a lot better getting to them and getting to the basketball in the second half. Yes, sir. And that's a big part, you know, Coach Miller preaches, you know, you just got to make second effort plays. And, you know, a big thing we've been saying this week in practice is how, how can I help you, you know? Um, obviously, there's a guy guarding the ball, but there's other guys on the court um, that, and, and they need our help as much as we need them, so. So coming up next in Christmas, you have DePaul here at home. It's good to be back here a little bit at home. Talk about these next kind of two games, how important they are to you guys. Yeah, they're very big. You know, you got to defend the home court, especially in conference play. So, uh, you know, we got to get back to work tomorrow and get locked in um, for that game. But it's nice to be back home and not on the road, I'll be honest. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree. Um, but we, we see it. We saw it last night. Iowa got shocked. 
Arizona State got yep. shocked. It's that last game before Christmas. Now, obviously, your Christmas break comes after yep. Christmas. But how, how do you, in a short turnaround, make sure that you know everyone stays connected and you can carry over this effort to that one and people don't have one foot out the door? Yeah, well, I think it's just like bringing up those examples, like you say. You know, Iowa you know, got beat last night. Um, Arizona State got killed. Um, so anything can happen. You have to come prepared, um, treat it just like any other game, and, and then once it's over, then you can then relax for a few days. How important was it to keep the locker room together during the last month? Because And, and I know it's kind of different for you because this is your first year in the program yes, and you're not used to these guys. How, how important was it not to lose the locker room in that moment? Oh, it's very important. You know, you, you lose six games in a row. Um, there's a lot of outside noise, you know, a lot of people on social media saying things that obviously aren't true. Um, you got to block all that stuff out and realize, you know, this is the group we got, this circle right here. Um, this is all that matters. And if we stay together, you know, we're a talented team and, you know, we still can accomplish anything we want to. Eight of 16 from three overall for the game for you guys. But it seemed like offensively tonight you guys were a lot more aggressive in terms of driving it, kicking it, and kind of overall just getting to the bucket. Really only had two threes, I believe, in the second half. So that second half offense, what, what really sparked it for you guys? <sighs> I think defense, like he talked about, you know, we, we got a lot of stops and let out to, you know, transition buckets, and they were scrambling, and we got some easy looks. So, Well, you know, your, your travel back home isn't as far as everyone else's. Yeah. After we get past yep. Sunday, do you have – plans for Christmas? Uh, I think, you know, Christmas night, we're, we're having our family Christmas, my immediate family, and then the next day we're having uh, my big family Christmas, and then after that, I'm just hanging. My friends are back from, from, from high school, so I'll hang with them a few times, go get some Mexican food, so... Not a bad idea, especially yes. on a night like this. You need something to heat up. Oh, my goodness. I might just sleep here and not leave the building. Unreal. Stay warm that way. It is, it is brutal. But we got one more game before yes, we get to that break. Yes, so yes, stay focused, and uh, congratulations. It's good to see smiles on everyone's faces right, thank again. Thank you. I appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, Baylor Shireman joining us here tonight, our player of the game. The 24-hour rule will definitely be in effect as the Blue Jays turn right back around and play on Christmas Day for the first time in nearly 70 years, the Blue Jays will play a game on Christmas Day. Tip-off against DePaul will be at 3.30 in the afternoon. Robbie Lula and I will be courtside with a special 30-minute edition of Blue Jays Shootaround at 2.30. Then our regular pregame coverage and featuring Coach Mack's pregame thoughts at 3 o'clock. And then tip-off from CHI Health Center Omaha, 3.30 Christmas afternoon on 1620 The Zone and 1019 The Keg. Going to be a light schedule of Blue Jay action now as we cross over into the new year, but the women's team will be back on the floor on December the 28th against the number nine UConn Huskies. We'll have coverage on our sister station, 1180 The Zone. That game will tip off from Sokol Arena at 7.30. And then on New Year's Eve afternoon, the Blue Jay women will be at DePaul to take on the Blue Demons. That game will start at 3 o'clock. You will also hear the call of that game on our sister station, News Talk 1290 Coil. That game will tip off again at 3 o'clock. So again, new station 1290 Coil will be the home for Creighton women's basketball on Saturday, New Year's Eve, December the 31st. Coming up next week here on the 1620 The Jays podcast, Connor, Josh, and I will look back at a year in review, the calendar year of 2022 for Creighton Athletics. We'll talk about some of the major stories that took place and look ahead to 2023. So that will be next week 
here on the 1620 The Jays podcast. From everyone at NRG Media and Creighton Athletics, we wish you a very happy new year, a Merry Christmas, and happy holidays to everyone. We hope that your travels and your time together with family and friends are both safe and pleasant. And we will talk to you again next week with a brand new edition of the 1620 The Jays podcast, brought to you each and every week by Barry Law, the most important asset to your body, your mind, and your future. And those are jeopardized by an injury that isn't your fault. You need to fight back and regain your life. Call Barry Law at 402-999-7777 or visit barrylawfirm.com. At Barry Law, we help defend the rights of those in need. At Barry Law, we are in it to win it. For Josh Peterson and Connor Happer, I'm John Bishop, wishing you a very, again, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. You've been listening to the 1620 The Jays podcast presented by Creighton University Athletics and NRG Media Omaha. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.